Motorsports Worldwide. But right now, though, this man's coaching career, it's as if it's scripted year in and year out. Different teams, same old scenarios. Trust me, when I say the same scenario, it's always the same thing. What am I talking about? Well, the Maruma Gallons coach, someone that's no stranger to this country, he'll tell you why I say he's no stranger. Uh, coach Dylan Kerr is tearing whatever little bit of hair he has left over his paperwork. I think he's waited over five weeks for his work permit to come through. And as if fighting relegation with the last placed team in the premiership were not stressful enough for him. Uh, Dylan Kerr's once again finding himself in the stands for matches. So every coach wants to be in the dugout. But no, he has to sit in the grandstand. He's got to wait for his paperwork. Otherwise, he can't work. Department of Home says, Home Affairs says, no, we can't help you. But so many other clubs previously that he's coached, he's had to go through the very same problem. Good evening, Dylan Kerr. Welcome to the show. Good evening, and it's fantastic to be in the studio with you. It's uh, always a pleasure to be on your show. You look brighter in the studio. I look, I feel fantastic. It absolutely, you know, when I when I got the call this afternoon, you know, I couldn't wait to come and see you. It was uh, a nice surprise. And we thought you're going to bring some good news, though, but it doesn't look like there is any good news. And half the time I talk to you, I would love to talk about tactics. I would love to talk about, uh, you know, what is going on. I'd also love to talk about the fact that we are live on YouTube, hey? So anyone that's listening right now wants to watch in full splendor of HD, uh, you, you can go onto the YouTube channel uh, at 947. Well, Joe Berg. I wish I'd have known that because then I could have told everybody in Scotland. <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, yeah. But who knows? We are worldwide, so they are watching. I thought you going to bring some good news. Five-week wait. Still no work permit. What's going on? Um, I'm... Uh, we, I don't, I don't know what's going on. You know, I've, um, I've got five work permits stamped in my passport. I'm on the system. You know, obviously, I'm going to do it the proper way. I'm not going to go, you know, and do it illegally or uh, go, go behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, I'll actually follow due process as I have done before. But surely now, I think I'm going to have to get dual citizenship. I think that's what I'm going to have to do if I'm going to stay in this country, because you know, when, when, um, it took me five weeks to get my last one at Swallows. Surely. I'm on the system. Surely I don't have to have a medical. I don't have another police check. I don't have to do all the paperwork. Surely it would it'd just be a simple thing of transferring the Swallows FC to Marumo Gallants FC. But um, like I say, you know, I'll, I'll follow due process. Um, you know, I've got some good friends at Home Affairs, you know, and they've helped me in the past. But it doesn't help, especially in, in the position that the club are in now and yeah. the, the, the calf which if we win tomorrow against uh, Osmar Algiers, yeah. uh, we, we're in the quarterfinals. You know, we, we've guaranteed a quarterfinal place, which would be fantastic for South African football at the moment because we need representation in CAF. You know, Sundowns have got a very tough group, but they, well, I think if they, qualify, if they win on Saturday, I think they qualify for the quarterfinals as well. And we want to be in the same situation as sure. that. But it doesn't help uh, when I'm in the stands and especially... When we played Sundowns in the Cup, you know, even though I'm close to the bench, I'm not allowed to, you know, be seen, you know, trying to get the instructions across. 
and with the supporters that turned out at Bloemfontein, which was uh, Robert was absolute a dream. You you couldn't speak to the bench anyway no. because of the of the noise, and you know uh, uh, there were a, there were um, a positive substitution, but it ended up being a negative substitution because. I tried to get the information to take a certain player off and we took the wrong player off oh. because of the, the misunderstanding. And, and it doesn't help. It doesn't help. Whether the result would have changed, I don't know. But it doesn't help me. It doesn't help my players. It doesn't help the chairman when I'm not able to do what, I, what I'm good at doing, which yeah. is making sure that the players are motivated and they're doing the right things on the field. Sat in the stands, uh, especially when there's a running track around it, it it's very, very difficult to, to do your job. But... Like I said, we uh, the chairman's trying. Um, bless him, he's uh, he's as frustrated as I am. But you know, unfortunately, but w- w- it is w- what it what is. What is it though, Dylan? Because, like you so beautifully chronicled the fact that. Uh, let me take you back though, for South Africans that are not aware, you, you've been a top football player in South Africa before. You know, in the good golden era of football in SA. When was the first first time? You landed here, and just take me back in terms of just to your career. I'm trying to paint a certain picture. Well, I blew my, I blew my chance at Sheffield Wednesday. You know, I became a I became a professional footballer at 16, 17, yeah. without actually playing a professional first team game. But I, I became this like you know superstar footballer that never played or kicked a ball in professional football in a squad that was very very successful. But I I became kind of party lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I was I was going out with you know the, all the famous Sheffield bands, the Human League, Seven yeah. Seventeen, AVC. I was I was out. I was more. You, you into were the that. superstar. Off I, the field. Well, I was I was I, I was brilliant. I, I don't get me wrong. You know, yeah. I, I had a great sixteen and seventeen. I did things that sixteen seventeen year olds would never ever do. Yeah. Um, and I've got no regrets about that. And then for six months I couldn't get anywhere in England, and I got a phone call to come to South Africa, Stan Laporte. Knew the assistant at Leeds United, sorry, uh, at Sheffield Wednesday, McKennigan. And I came here, and within, you know, three weeks, we were in the final of the BP Top 8, which is now the MT- MTN8 competition. Yeah. We won that. And I had three wonderful years here. And, you know, I, I've actually got my old passport, TTRT manager. He had my old passport from back in 86. Wow. And I've got six, seven, eight stamps in that that, um, for, for, for my work visa and it was just simple go there uh, plead my case and then they sure. put a stamp in and I was done and so maybe you want to re- revoke the, the visa from 1987 and, and, and maybe that might work uh, given your current situation right now so what I was painting is that you're no stranger here you're no stranger to the playing side you're no stranger to the coaching side and yes that doesn't mean how automatically we give you uh, yeah your, your free march into home affairs but what worries me is that I've seen coaches arrive in this country, uh, literally have a press conference, be unveiled. Uh, two days later, they are sitting on the bench, conducting their work, visa in hand, paperwork done and complete. But there's a consistent story around Dylan Kerr of that not happening to you. Is it like a personal thing that is out there? What is it? I, I actually don't know. I mean, when, when, I, when I was living in Durban, you know, when I, when I, was, um, uh, when I lost my job at Swallows, uh, I was at Amazulu just before uh, uh, Falls got the job, just yes. as he got the job. And I spoke to the GM and I said, like, how do you do it? And please, can you give me some advice on, on, on the way I can do it? Um, and he said he'd call me, but he never did. He, you know, within four days, he'd got his work visa. And I don't, like I said, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know how they did it, you know, but, you know, why? 
And he'd, he'd only been in the country. That's his first season in the country. Yeah. You know, and so I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it doesn't affect my job. It doesn't affect how I work. It just doesn't help that I'm not able to get instructions and how to change things when things aren't happening right or how to make things better when things are happening uh, to keep driving the motivation, to keep driving the momentum. Uh, it's very, very difficult. That's the frustrating thing about it. But the, when you start to prepare and you talk about representation within the African continent and we look at Dylan Kerr, we look at Baruma Gallants, we look at Sundowns now only uh, for our representation and it's an important game. And I suppose there it is just as stringent as it is in the local game for you not to take any part yep, uh, in, in, in play. It's, I actually asked the CAF um, uh, General uh, Secretary who was there today would I be able to sit on the bench? You know, is it, it what, what is keeping me away from the bench? But he, he just laughed at me and smiled and just said, no, we'll, we'll, we'll make a plan. <laughs> but I don't think I'm allowed to sit, sit on the bench tomorrow as well. No. So um, to be fair, when we played the team from uh, Libya, there wasn't a crowd. We didn't have a crowd. Yeah. We played behind closed doors. So it, it was quite okay to, to get the message across. To shout through the instructions. To shout through. Yeah. And... I would I I went ballistic with the players at the uh, uh, full time because we should have won by 10 11 12 goals and that's no lie. Yeah yeah. As 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 we should have done on Sunday. You know, we we <laughs> we just couldn't score. It was just one of those games and yeah. I'm so proud of these players uh, the reaction that they've since I've come on board to how they've played. In 27 games, we 27 days we played seven games, traveled to Algiers uh, and to Bloemfontein for the two games this week, last week, sorry, it took us 38 hours from when we left Algiers to get to Bloemfontein. 38 hours? 38 hours. All right, okay, all right, all right. 38 seconds, I need to go. Uh, we're going to come back, though. We're going to chat to Coach Dylan. Any questions, do send us through, or else you view on YouTube. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM. And so we're to live. Hashtag MSW. Yeah, it is music. It is life with S947. It is 16 minutes to the hour. You're live on Fumai FM, Rise FM, as well as on Soweton Live. You're also live on YouTube. We are live streaming at 947 Joburg. A lot of people there. Eh? I see Tumelo Vincent, Otto Chiriemi. Uh, there's also CL Media, all of them greeting us. I salute you. Good to have you on board. Make it a daily habit. Coach Dylan Kerr is my guest here tonight as we try and, and figure out what exactly is the way forward. So as we, as we close the topic about so the, the paperwork, I'm trying to be kind to you here. So if it doesn't happen anytime soon, how does that affect you your long-term contract because there might not be if obviously the team gets relegated so what what are the terms though because you could be working towards trying to get the team to stay in top flight football which you can achieve you know given the numbers and the games that are available in a opposition you still have to play but for you what is it is it just up until the end of the season kind of deal that you have yeah it's there till the end of the season and you know what it, it didn't take me long to think about it once uh, the chairman called me, uh, once he'd made the decision to release Dan Dan. Um, and I expected it, you know, it's not, it, I've been through it five times before, so yeah. I expected it. So I didn't let it wind me up, I'm, and I've not let it wind me up. Uh, you, if you could come to the games and you'd see me now, 
I don't get frustrated. I don't get angry. Of course, I, 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 I tend to get a bit frustrated in, in myself because I can see things that yeah. my assistants cannot see, but they can see things as well. So, But the dialogue that you have on the bench with your assistants and the players that can see things as well, it's not there. But so far, we've played like... It's unbelievable how we've played. The players have stepped up. The players are, are smiling. They're happy now. They're, they've changed the dynamics. We come to training with the laughter. We come with banter. We go home and yeah. nobody's complaining. Nobody's moaning. And, and it's a great feeling to be in, in this environment now. And the, the last seven games that we've played, we've not only battered teams. Even when we went to Uzma, Uzma was intimidating. Uh, just before kickoff, let me paint a picture. There was 50 red and black flares in the away stand. There was 35,000 in the ground. There was 20,000 locked outside the ground. No ways. And when the players were having the team picture taken just before kickoff, they were firing rockets over the players. And it, I mean, it was such an intimidating environment for these players who've never had that experience. I was going to say, for Maruma Gallants, that is... That is unheard of. Never. I, I mean, mean, you guys can't even get family and friends to come and watch your game. So imagine facing that. Yeah, and I think I think watching them, they played with that wee bit of fear. They didn't go out there and express themselves yeah. because it was a it was a different experience for them. And tomorrow we're going to make sure that we give uh, Algiers uh, a different experience. But how do you do that though? Because I've seen before. I mean, I've seen Egyptians outnumber South African fans in South Africa in such competitions because all the nationals go out and they hear, oh, Algiers is coming through. Oh, okay, this weekend, um, Al-Ali are going to be coming through. Yeah, And then you find that in the balance where South Africans should be doing exactly what you've just described now and make them feel like they're traveling away, they almost feel at home because their nationals come out. They do. I mean, that's one of the things, that's one of the pit hits I, I have at the moment. You know, we, we need to get the crowds back in the stadium. We need to get the, we need to fill stadiums up with uh, young supporters because it's we're, we're we're missing that in South Africa. Bloemfontein, listen, guys, thank you, in Bloemfontein, to the municipality, to the premier, they made us welcome, and it was a big gamble from the chair, but it's worked. We went, I went into the community the day before the uh, the morning of the game on Sunday, and there was about two hundred and fifty people in the sports hall singing songs and they, yeah. they they were so into us and then after the game yes we drew nil nil but it felt it felt like a defeat for me and the players but the, we stayed on the field for 15 20 minutes the fans didn't well, want to you leave. Were you were lapping up the support of bloemfontein salty unbelievable so robert unbelievable. so what i'm saying is that that's a, that's a topic for another day for me yeah. because i don't believe that this country should have ever lost bloemfontein salty for no. anything no i agree they, they should have never ever lost that and that's what makes me angry. Whether Marumo Gellens wants to go there, become the new adopted uh, Bloom Celtic, it, it, it isn't. It's never going to be. They need to get the Bloom Celtic back. And the fans deserve that. Because the fans showed you, who are not even Bloom Celtic, uh, what Bloom Celtic can do. And that's why I'm saying that they should not have lost. I'm looking at YouTube. Uh, a lot of questions that are coming through there right now. Spumelele uh, Majosi says, uh, please find out from the coach uh, if South Africa is seen as a desirable country for Europeans to come and coach. And if not, what's missing? What would it take? And what would it make such international coaches to come here? I think clubs need to do their homework. Clubs need to, you know, really, really delve into the coach that's going to can he adapt to African culture? Can he adapt to African life? Does he understand how African players play, how they work mentally, both on the field pause, and off pause, the field? Pause, pause, pause. 
What have you experienced of African life? How has that changed you? You're a very adaptable guy. You know, I've, I've seen you almost like Eddie Majens Budale <laughs> dance, be in the beat, be in song, be in sync. So th- that's a unique thing because I might just say, oh, Dylan said it. But I'm pressing you to it because it is an, an interesting thing to say, take time, learn the culture, learn the players, learn what being African is all about. I learned when I was 18, 19 years old when I used to go into the townships when we used to go in the rural areas and we used to drink with the the locals. You know, that's how I got into it. Dave Dave Snake Bukowski, our captain, he had had a Shabin in um, Easterus because he was married to a coloured lady. Yes. And every Sunday afternoon we'd be at his house with 20, 30 Mamelodi people that would come and drink with us and eat with us. And he... You get into the culture of how they live, how they breathe, how they talk, and you listen. You listen, and when you go to foreign countries, you cannot say, well, I am English and we'll do this, and I am British and we'll do this. You can't do that. It doesn't work. What we can do is we can add things to the African way of life, and and I'm forever, you know, wherever I am, whether it's in Limpopo, whether it's in Durban, whether it's in Johannesburg, whether it's in Timbuktu, I will will embody myself in the people of Africa and and learn from them and learn from them. Sitting in a Shabin in Soweto with Gogos and, and grandpas, 60, 70, 80 years old and sharing uh, one beer with them, oh. you know, and, and listening to them and listening to the struggles and listening to how they've coped with life. And then I take that to my club and to the players and I try and instill this mentality where you've got to do things for yourself oh. and you've got to better your life. Because your fathers, your grandfathers, your great grandfathers, they've struggled and you know they've and never had the struggling. opportunity, and they're still struggling. And they're still struggling. And they're still struggling. All right. I, I, I mean, get t- talking about that. You might want to tell me how much you get paid, but someone <laughs> wants to know. Please ask uh, Mr. K. There, how well? How does this work permit thing work? Um, is he allowed to to be on the ground when training the players uh, outside the stadium of play during the week? Because I'm trying to understand, is it about him working and earning a salary? Uh, or maybe differently asked, um, does he still earn a salary for all those days that he couldn't sit there because of the work permit? It's a bit confusing. Yeah, you, do you get paid? You, obviously, you're training the team. Not yet. You haven't been paid? No. What does that mean? Well, I haven't got my work permit. So I've got to be, I've got to, I say I'm, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it proper. Yeah. You know, the chairman's got to do it right. He's got to do it proper. However long it takes. You know, I, I don't. I don't feel that I should uh, I, I should have any favours, you know. My my upset is that I'm on the system, you know. Surely, common sense would say, right, we'll transfer one visa, we'll scribble the one name out and put the new name in. That that's just. That's, but you've been working you, for how many months now? Twenty-seven days. I've been here twenty-seven days. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's a process that we we we've got to go through again, you know. And I say it's. I'm a, I'm a football junkie. I'm a football idiot. My my life is run through football. You know, my relationships have all. I've sacrificed a lot of my life yeah. for football, and and that will never change. And if I can help the chairman realize his dream of keeping this club in the Premier League, uh, I know he was disappointed of not uh, beating Sundowns in the Ned Bank. But you know, the situation we're in, we need to concentrate on the PSL and CAF. So that that's the priority for for the football club. But sometimes um, they say you guys are suckers for the punishment. You know, you, you show your loyalty. You, you, and, and I know your struggles. Your, your struggles are with improving the game. Um, I say it to Dan Dans. I'm like, you, you know, 
I know it's painful, but you sometimes I don't even think a lot of the club chairman respected Dan Dan. So at times even don't respect you because you will come and do a rescue job with them. And then you'll stand a couple of games and then they fire you. Yeah, I think that's... And the same thing happens. And it's, it's on and on. There's just a lack of that professionalism in respecting the trade and the job that you do. To build a successful club, you know, you, it, it takes time. Yeah. You know, but you're not given time here. You know, I'll look at Jurgen Klopp, you know, and, and, and look at the, 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 the length of time he, he was at Liverpool without winning. And then all of a sudden, bang, bang, he's won the trophies. Yeah. He won the Premier League, he won the Champions League. Now, Harit Ten Hag, okay, he didn't start well. He's, he's now got everybody talking about Manchester United, apart from the other day, but we'll not go there because yeah. I'm, I'm not going to speak about that. No, um, please, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they get time. Here, it, it's always it's always different. When I was, I was... I was shocked when I was told I was no longer needed at Swallows. I mean, I, I had two games on the bench out of eight, oh. and there they, they were one bad performance against Stellenbosch, and the second performance against Golden Arrows, we lost 4-0. We were fantastic. We were absolutely the better team, but yeah. we made four mistakes. They felt that, you know, the time had come for, for, for them to change. But you're not given that time. You're not given that opportunity to, to, to explain your method, methodology methodology. And your your philosophy, mm-hmm. because the club outside have got problems, have got issues, and and it affects the people on the field, and and that's the frustrating thing about it. It's crazy. Hi, Robert and the shareholders. Uh, let's ask uh, Coach uh, Dylan if he's going to paint uh, a tattoo of uh, Marumo Kaland emblem if uh, the team survive uh, relegation as he normally do when he win the cup or. Make uh, make a team to to survive the the relegation. Thank you, Abi Muloi. Good evening, uh, Mr. Marao. Kuluma uh, Mr. Marao, thanks very much for having Uko to Dilenke Studio. Uh, Mr. Marawa, uh, it's surprising to see someone like Uko Dilen, who has been in South Africa for such a long time, who has been here for so many years, struggling to get uh, a visa, Mr. Marawa. We see what happened while he was still at, I think, at Swallows. Same story, and then now he's at uh, Marumo Kalens. Uh, same story of visa. I don't know if uh, our home affairs is something against to coach. I don't know. But I wish him all the best in future at Marumo Kalens. We have seen the team doing so well since uh, he joined them, particularly in the CAF games. They are doing very well, Mr. Marawa. I wish him all the best. Thank you. Uh, good evening, Coach. Uh, Delen, I uh, just want to find out from you, what is it uh, uh, other than uh, your paperwork that is preventing the club uh, from uh, replicating the performance uh, at the uh, continental tournament versus when they play locally, seeing that the club is sitting at the bottom of the lock? And are there any discussions around prioritizing uh, either of the two tournaments or you want to go full steam on both uh, the continental tournament and also try to save the status of the club i just want to find out from you on that right important questions in the dying minutes of the show the choice is yours priority what are you prioritizing are you going to have a tattoo if you save them from relegation uh, quick snap answers of course i uh, i mean it's a it's a it's a it's a, another achievement you know yeah. again bottom of the league keeping them in the premier league you know, it's better than winning the league. You get that same vibe that Rulani's going to get when when he wins for Sundowns. Um, the calf. I mean, talk about sorry, talk about Rulani. 
is going to be exactly where you're sitting, but tomorrow. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So I'm just announcing. Everyone no, watching on YouTube. I had a good chat Robert with him. I had a good chat tomorrow. after after the Ned Bank Cup game, and yeah. you know, he's he's. We've got the same ideas. We've got the same ideals in football. You know, we're both winners, and at the end of the day, you know, for the gentleman, that what's the priority? Obviously, it's the PSL status. That's that's the priority. Calf. It's for the South African football fraternity. We need to be given South Africa a positive image in CAF in Africa because right now we, we, we're struggling. We're struggling uh, and, and I need to fix that as much as I can with Marumo Gallants and get them. Once you're in the quarterfinals, you're one game away from the semifinals. Once you're in the semifinals, the final's yours. And we did it two years ago in Nedbank and we can definitely do it again this year. So 3 p.m. tomorrow? 3 p.m. tomorrow at Dobsonville, if the the fans are allowed to come, apparently. So uh, I'm hoping that we'll be have some Pirates and Sundowns and Chiefs fans there. And we need we need to get three points, and then we can concentrate for Cape Town City on Tuesday, because that's the biggie. Cool. That's the biggie. On Sunday, we, no, I'm, I'm no disrespect to TS Galaxy, but we battered them. They didn't have yeah. one shot. They didn't have one shot. We had 17 attempts at goal. It says only two on target, but we had clearances off the line. We had deflections uh, away from goal. We had the side netting. We, had the po- we were brilliant. We were brilliant, as we have been for the previous seven games. We've yeah. been brilliant. We've just we, we've got this confidence back. We've got his mojo back. Now I need my team to, to believe themselves even more. Because right now, they're, they're doing the, the club proud. They're doing themselves proud. And we want to keep going in CAF to do South Africa proud. All right, let's go find friends at Home Affairs. Um, thank you so much, Coach. Truly appreciate your presence. Good luck tomorrow. By this time, uh, when you go on air tomorrow, we'll know the result. So, fingers crossed. Can I call in you. and ask Rilani a question? Yeah, please do. <laughs> you can pop in on your way from Dobsonville. Coach Dylan Kerr, my guest here tonight. As I said, tomorrow, Coach of Sunday.